I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 478 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, Jupiter's Legacy is a brand new series available now on Netflix, and my guest today is actor Matt Lanther, who stars in the new superhero saga. Matt has also starred in the hit TV series Timeless, as well as 90210. That's the new school 90210. If you want the old school 90210, go back and hit my interview with Brian Austin Green. Matt Lanther was the voice of Anakin Skywalker for over 90 episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Matt has been in the acting game for a long time, and he gives some great advice coming up here for aspiring actors. So if you've got a son or daughter that's looking to break into the business, listen up. And be sure you catch Matt in Jupiter's Legacy, available now on Netflix, as I said there. My wife has already binged the series. She can't wait for season two. Matt Lanter will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Matt Lanter was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the Jupiter Legacy superhero, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you guys are interested in Dads Who Act, please go back and take a listen to some of the interviews that I've done, including Superman, Dean Kane, who joined me twice here on the podcast. Other actors that have joined me here include Matthew McConaughey, Howie Mandel, A.J. Buckley, whose show Seal Team uh, is still going strong. Antonio Sabato Jr. stopped by and so many others. Go through the archives and check them all out. Next week, I'm going to be leading off with a World Series championship pitcher. Find out who that is and who else will be joining me here by following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating or review. Always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Matt Lanter. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strike Force Energy has got you covered. With a Strike Force Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strike Force Energy is veteran owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strike Force Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first class fatherhood listeners can save. off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. StrikeForce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. Joining me now, First Class Father, Matt Lanter. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right. Hey, listen, it's an honor to have you here. Let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old? Uh, I've got one and uh, and a fur baby. If you count fur babies, I don't know. I, I don't. I hate that term, but uh, you know, a lot of people love dogs and cats. So I've got one kid. She's uh, she's three, uh, almost three and a half, and she's a hoop. Okay, very cool. Did you guys do any kind of like gender reveal to find out what you had with her? Or did you wait to the end? How'd you work that out? Uh, yeah, we did do well. My wife and I. We found out we had the we had the envelope, you know, from the doctor that we went home, just her and I. We actually put it on uh, video. So we have video of just her and I sitting on the couch and and revealing. Um, But uh, did we have a big party? I don't 
I think we did a little something on the beach, like with our parents. It wasn't a big, huge thing, though. It was just kind of a little fun thing. But yeah, for my wife and I, it was just her and I just on our couch, uh, finding out our future. Okay, very cool. You guys going for any more? You all done? I think we'd like to have more. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the world's been a crazy place here in the last year, year and a half or so. So, uh, but you know, I guess it's always a crazy place. And for us, there's always this thing of like, and I have to assume most people are, are like this, but you know, uh, filming, I, if I don't know where I'm going to be next year, I don't know where I'm going to be nine months from now. So it's, it's a little tough for us to kind of like, I could be some anywhere in the world, you know? And, and of course my wife doesn't want to get pregnant, you know, with the thought of, uh, I could be anywhere in the world delivering a baby. So <laughs> It's a little tough in, in that aspect, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we want more. Um, maybe maybe one more. I grew up with one biological sibling. It was my sister and I, and and uh, my wife only. She's an only child, so she definitely wants more because she doesn't. She wants brothers and sisters for our daughter, and uh, yeah, I think I think I do too. Maybe one more. Yeah, very cool. I got four myself, so keep them coming. If you could hear uh, that, take take yeah. a second just. Take, take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Uh, my background is born in Ohio, raised in Georgia, uh, played sports as a kid, uh, worked for the Atlanta Braves as a bat boy for a couple of seasons, uh, ended up moving myself to, to L.A. and trying my hand at acting, cut to, you know, whatever, 15, 16 years later. I've had a, a, a pretty successful career and, you know, I've, I'm able to provide for my family and uh, I'm having fun. Um, Right now, which is you know why I'm why I'm kind of joining you right now is is uh, May seventh tomorrow, which for us May seventh, uh, got a big show coming out on Netflix called Jupiter's Legacy. Um, a lot of people, uh, you guys might know from uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, uh, huge fans of that out there. Uh, Timeless, uh, Pitch Perfect, bunch of other stuff. Anyway, uh, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, uh, huge superhero show. Uh, where I get to to finally fulfill my kid dreams and, and be a superhero. So uh, I think it's going to be a big one, and uh, hopefully it's got a lot of longevity to it, and I think people are really, really going to love it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, big week for you. May the 4th was big for the Star Wars yeah, fanatics out right. there. Now you got the new show dropping. So obviously you've that's had a successful right. you've had a successful career here, Matt. Uh, along this yeah. journey then, how did the experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, man. Well, to be honest with you, I, I can't. I can't listen to, look at, view any kind of like stressful daddy-daughter relationship on TV now. Like I just can't <laughs> handle it, man. Like it gets me now. Um, it's wild how that works. I mean, I know you relate. It's uh, you know, you see something going on or like a sad moment or a touching moment between a daddy and a daughter, and I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, turn it off. Um, so that's one thing that I that is definitely definitely changed for me. Uh. But really, I mean, it really is true, you know, for anybody listening who, who doesn't have kids, it's just a weird thing that happens. Your just perspective on life changes. They become the most important thing in your life, you know, and you, you just find yourself saying, I'll, I'll I'll do anything. You need me to quit acting today, I'll do it. You need me to do this, I'll do it. It's just uh, everything really becomes about putting them first and, and most important. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think we like to kind of like, gripe about that because there's no more time for me anymore but then at the, at the same time you get this weird satisfaction and fulfillment you know out of uh, of having a kid and, and and putting that kid first and seeing you know your 
your your legacy live on and and, and the values that you have you, it's uh there's no greater responsibility in my opinion than being a parent yeah, very well said, Matt. And just like you there, I once uh, seen the movie John Q with Denzel Washington years before I became a father. And then I yeah. revisited the film after I was a dad. And boy, what a different experience it was yeah. um, emotionally for me to watch that. So and you, met, you mentioned values there, Matt. What, what would you say are the top values that you're hoping to instill uh, in your daughter growing up? Sure. Um, yeah, gosh. I mean, well, I just treat treat others how you want to be treated. You know, it, that's a, it's that's uh, a core value. I think, um, you know, be grateful is a core value. Be humble, be kind. I mean, I guess these are all pretty typical things. Um, you know, I'm a Christian, so we'd like to raise our daughter to believe in Jesus. Um, you know, all, all, all those things, uh, which all, you know, for, for me, that those all sort of, sort of go together in a big ball of values. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm a faith-based person myself. My family, we eat dinner together every night. I have four kids myself. We eat dinner every night. We pray before oh. dinner every night. So it's the most important part of my day. So that's great. Um, I share that sentiment with you there. And then, yeah. what, what, what about as far as uh, three years old? I, do you do? You, uh, what does your bedtime routine look like? Are you a book reader? Are you a storyteller? A lullaby guy? How does bedtime uh, routine kind of look for you? Yeah. So it's been really fun. It, with with the stress of this pandemic, what it has allowed is for constant time with my daughter, you know, whereas I would be somewhere else and not allowed to have a bedtime. I'm very conscious of that, you know, that uh, uh, sometimes you feel like, ah, oh, I'm just tired. I just don't feel like doing this whole bedtime routine. But I'm so grateful that I'm able to do this bedtime routine nearly every night now um, and until, you know, I have to go away on my next job. Um so the bed, bedtime routine for us, number one, it's way too late. We know that, uh, but whatever, you know, she normally, we normally get her upstairs around eight 30 or so. Um, and we do, we usually do two books. Um, and, and now lately we've been showing her YouTube videos of Shirley Temple, good ship, lollipop and little rascals video. Um, and it kind of, those kind of shift. We always do two books. Uh, but then, you know, it's either, it's either some couple of YouTube videos or, um, a couple of songs that she might want to listen to. It, it's just, it's sort of morphed. We, we used to sing songs and sing a couple lullabies. Um, and so either my, either myself or my wife will actually get in her little crib with her, uh, which I said to my wife, I was like, should we be doing this? Should we be like getting in and in, in bed with her to, to kind of, you know, do the nighttime routine. And, um, we don't sleep with her. We don't co-sleep. We've actually never co-slept. She's always been in her own crib, which I think is very important for my wife and I to have our, our own space. Um, but I said, should we be getting in, in her bed like this? And my wife was like, she's, she's young once, you know, she's like, she's not going to want daddy or mommy to come to bed with her, you know, to tuck her in or whatever, you know, in a couple of years. And I said, ah, you got a good point. You know, when she's 10 years old, 12 years old, I'm going to be like, remember those times where we used to crawl in her bed and like sing to her. And so we're, we're go with it for right now, but that's what we're doing couple of books and then either a couple of songs that we listen to or a couple of videos um and then we normally give her a kiss goodnight and and get out of there we always turn on the the stars we got light up stars in the room we turn those on turn the sound machine on <laughs> it, my my daughter is, is very very routine and she doesn't like to break a routine unless we sort of force her to break it and then she likes that change like for example you know she she listen she was listening to songs uh, right before bed. And then we kind of stopped doing that to show her 
like the Shirley Temple, Good Chip Lollipop YouTube video or the Little Rascals clips. And now, you know, the last, like last week or so, she only wants to see those videos. So, but the, but the books remain constant and the, either myself or my wife will go to bed with her for about 10 minutes before we leave for the night. Yeah, very long winded cool, yeah. explanation. Yeah, listen, I'm right there with you. Like I said, my, my daughter's my she's my only girl. She's the youngest. We had the three boys, and then we got the girl oh, on the fourth yeah. try. So I love showing her the Shirley Temple, curly <laughs> top, bright eyes, yeah. all that stuff. And with my yeah. boys, I love watching the Three Stooges with them. And it's great that we yeah. can bring back uh, some of these things that we have at our fingertips now to watch everything on demand. You know, it's pretty cool. And, and on that, obviously. Um, the way that we do consume movies and media has completely yeah. changed from when you first came on the scene here. Now, everything is, um, ha has changed, especially with the pandemic too. So what kind of advice, Matt, do you have uh, for the parent out there that does have a kid that's interested in pursuing an acting career? Uh, what would be the rest best route you would suggest for the parents to steer the kid? Poof, man. Um, okay. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's, that's going to be a tough, tough for the parent, especially if, if they're, um, presumably you're talking under 18 where they're still a minor, you know, that that's tough to pursue. There's a lot of people trying to do that. One thing that I always tell people that someone will ask me advice and they'll say, well, I've got my son or my daughter in, you know, Barbizon or one of these, one of these are, I am, was it IMT models or something? One of these things where basically you shell out money to pay for classes and then they might have a chance at getting, you know, an agent. You don't have to do that. Like, and they, these, these organizations would hate me for saying that because you don't have to pay six grand for your kid to take classes. You can, a, you could do that on your own. Or if they're super young, at that young age, it's more about a natural ability or not. You just submit, submit uh, a tape or something to some of the agencies or headshots, and you might have a chance. Like the, these, these classes where you, you have to pay and pay and pay money for a possible opportunity. I just don't, I think that's, it's a moneymaker for these businesses. So parents, you don't have to do that, but, um, it's something you got to stick with. Uh, you got to want, I mean, I, I guess that's why I'm saying it as a, as a parent to a young kid wanting to pursue that. Uh, I mean, obviously you want to support them, but it's tough because I don't think the reality of it is that a lot of people don't succeed in that. And there's a lot of kids or maybe even maybe their parents want it more than their kid does. As a general rule, I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this, but I guess as a general rule, don't force your kid into it. Like if they want to do it and, and they and they think it's magic and fun, then sure. But come on, parents, like don't don't force your kid to go be a little actor, or a little model where they just want to be out playing baseball. You know, like. I yeah, and, I, and, and I, I think we see we, we I think we see that on the sports side too, Matt. We see a lot of yeah. parents do the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And what's funny about it, too, is we now we have all these organized leagues with everything. And it's like I, my kids, I was coaching them in, in four-year-old soccer. Like years ago, we all made up the teams. We played together. We made the rules. There were no parents, referees, coaches. Yeah. Like We were able to just kind of gain those you know problem-solving skills on our own, which we kind of robbed from our kids today. Yeah. I mean, I, I played organized sports all growing up, so I can't knock on organized sports. But um – yeah, I mean, I just I think that there that you you hear this way too often about parents, whether it be sports or, or or some other function, drama or whatever it is, you know, the parents kind of force the kid to keep doing it, and and then they get burned out, right? And then they don't they don't like it anymore, which is sad because maybe maybe they did have a a love for it, but then it became more about a a job for the kid in a way, and they kind of get burned out on playing, and that's kind of sad too. So yeah, yeah. We, it's a weird line as a parent about deciding what is best for your kid 
and then letting them make the choice because it's just I don't know. It's a weird thing. I'm, I, these are things I'm going to experience as I raise my daughter and maybe another kid, too, in the future about like, where do I draw the line about saying, no, no, you're going to stick with this because you signed up for it. Or, you know, you're good at this. You're going to stick with this because you're just going through a phase where you don't like it. But, you know, you're going to be you're going to make something out of yourself in a few years. You know, Uh, I'll have to explore all that. So I'll I'll probably revisiting your podcast to find out what parents are doing (laughs) at that stage. Well, listen, pulling it back into you now here as a dad, Matt. Well, one of the things that's difficult for me to transition was from my three boys to my my daughter when it comes to discipline. I'm still trying to become a better disciplinarian with her as I am with my boys. You got the girl right out of the jump here. So what kind of discipline? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, Yeah, I mean, we are mostly timeouters. Um, I, I grew up with getting some swats on the butt. Uh, you know, so I, I look me personally, I feel like people make way too big a deal about spankings. I mean, clearly I'm not talking about like, uh, you know, a physical, you know, something where it's going to hurt and and last, but I, a little pop on the hand or something like that. I think it gets their attention. That's how I was raised. I was never hit with a belt, never hit with a, a, uh, you know, a stick. I would never do that. But I don't think it's out of line to give them a little swat on the hand, you know, um, gets their attention a little bit. But I will say, I will say that my daughter is pretty good. Like we don't have many disciplinary situations. Uh, I honestly can't even remember the last time we had to give her a timeout. Um, normally, if we get a little stern with her, I mean, especially me, if I get a little more stern, she, she just cries. And then, you know, we have to explain to her what's going on and why why we're doing this and, and why she needs to listen. Uh, so we, we truthfully have not had to do it that much. Uh, so hopefully it stays that way. I don't know. Unless it, unless it totally backfires by the time she's a teenager, she'll be a complete rebel. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I agree with you there, too. And I, I think with my kids, each one of them respond differently to different discipline yeah. styles. I have one kid, you could spank them all day long. It ain't really going to do anything Doesn't to them. Doesn't matter. Other ones, you could threaten to spank them, and that's enough for them to pipe up. So uh, yeah. it, it's, it's definitely, you know, finding out the best way to each individual kid. And how about as yeah. far as... Um, how about as far as what you do here, Matt? Has becoming a dad kind of changed the the particular roles that you'll choose to play or that you're seeking out as an actor? Um, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I, it's definitely a thought that is now conscious on my mind. Like in 15 years, can my daughter watch this, or would she be embarrassed to show it to a friend? You know, will I be embarrassed to talk about this? Uh, will I be proud of this thing 10 years, 15 years later? Uh, those are definitely thoughts that, that go through my head now. Um, it's, you know, uh, I've always sort of been that way. I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I, am a faith guy like yourself. So I, I do tend to approach roles from, from that side of things anyhow. Um, at least that is a factor that plays into things for me and it kind of always has. Uh, so I, I would say that I, 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 there is more kind of self-imposed scrutiny on what jobs that I do because of, because of my daughter, because, you know, nothing, you know, now nothing goes away. And, you know, even, even interviews, uh, she could pull this thing up 20 years from now. if She really wanted to probably and, and watch it, you know? So, um, so everything sticks and it's, it's a thing you just kind of, you know, it's today's world, I guess, about trying to navigate what I do. Um, 
I will say that having a daughter, you know, I kind of touched on it earlier, the emotional level and the depth that you feel with having a daughter or any kid for that matter, but um, that I love those moments now. So this this show that's coming out tomorrow, Jupiter's Legacy, um, uh, there are some scenes that that uh, Josh Demel has with his uh, his daughter in the show, and they're, they're, it's a very strained relationship. I nothing to do with my character at all. Those are some of the my most favorite scenes in the show, surprisingly. And it's a big, huge, epic superhero show. And those are some of the scenes that I actually really enjoy a lot because I really relate to those now. And, and, you know, it makes me think like, I hope that's not me and my daughter in, 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 you know, 17, 18 years, but I see it, I see it happen, you know? And so I think having a kid, you, it really opens up a, a, a complexity and a depth in yourself, an emotional depth that you didn't know was there. And you tap into that. And, and I think, you know, I think it makes me a better actor. Yeah, very well said, Matt. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, j- just from a lot of the dads that I get on here that are advanced, you know, have grandkids, even a lot of the dads that I bring on and stuff. So uh, one of those stages, my kids, my oldest is 15. So he's just on the onset of hitting all them scenes where he's going to start driving and dating and all these yeah. other things. So uh, the advice and just listening to some other dads that have been there and done that has been so beneficial for me, yeah. um, you know, as well. So obviously you mentioned it there, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, dropping on Netflix here. What other kind of uh, projects or movies or, or shows you're working on here that you got coming up in the future? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I voice Anakin Skywalker for uh, for Star Wars. A lot of the animated projects, uh, video games. You know, there's there's always things in the pipeline with that. So pay attention to the future, and you you know you'll probably see some things. Um, yeah, I've got a movie that I'm supposed to be doing uh, fairly soon here. Um, can't really talk much about that, but uh yeah other than that you know we'll see uh, jupiter's legacy is dropping tomorrow um i think within 30 days they usually net the, the netflix model usually tells you if you're doing a season two and you know where that's going to be so um i think we will I, it's just such a good show i mean so my hope is that you know we'll be doing season doing season two of that um i don't know when it's going to be but but hopefully that'll be on my calendar um you know and so uh, other than that um really the world's starting to open back up now, you know, so it's been slow for all of us. Um, so, you know, beyond this movie that I've, that I've got coming up here, um, I don't really know what the schedule is until I might possibly going back for season two. So, uh, we'll see. And you know what, again, like I mentioned, if, if nothing's, nothing's going on after I shoot this movie here, that's great. I get more time with my daughter, you know, I'll enjoy the summertime, you know? Yeah, very cool. And uh, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Matt, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, um, that the new dads out there, there, there will be days, there will be days where you feel like, I can't do this. Like, I'm, t- this is too stressful. I, I have no time for myself anymore. Um, and I can tell you that it, it always gets better and your joys will outweigh your stresses. Um, at least that's what I've found. And uh, also, I every day for me seems to get better and better. And I know that sounds so cliche. And this is actually where my wife sort of differs. My wife is, I love those. I love when she was a baby and I could hold her and I smelled her hair. But for me, I think I always sort of knew this about myself. I was really looking forward to these toddler years because, yeah, yeah, the terrible twos and all that. We didn't really go through that, I don't think. But uh, 
but you know, they start interacting with you. They start talking to you. They start, you see your words in them. You start seeing some of the things that you do in them. And that is so fun. And it's so gratifying on such a deep level that I can't even really explain. Um, so, you know, there's going to be stressful times. There's going to be amazing times. The amazing times totally outweigh the stressful times. Just stick with it. Keep going. Also, you know, I, I, uh, I heard Channing Tatum talk about this recently. I think he just did a book. Uh, you don't have to be anything special or do anything special. If you just love your kid and you give them attention and you care for them and you play with them, they're going to love you. And they're going to think you're special. You're their dad. They don't have any other dads. So don't worry about that. You know, just just be there. Just be there with them. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Matt Lanter, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Matt Lanther for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you check out Jupiter's Legacy, available now on Netflix. As I said, my wife has already binged the first series. She can't wait for season two. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. Next week, I'm leading off with a World Series champion pitcher. Find out who that is and who else will be joining me here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a